Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Start it off with a sneeze, Marty. Come on. <laughs> Under the gun. I'm You're going to do it? Okay. Never mind. All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode 84 of the No Bad Days podcast. Joined here as always by my two co-hosts. Uh, one's in a new... Actually, no one's currently at, at home. So we'll go to Johnny first. Uh, Johnny, tell us where you are and tell us uh, your first impressions of where you are since today was your first time being there. Well, first of all, what's up, boys? Miss you guys. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. You guys are, I know you guys are flying in in the morning. And uh, I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the THG, the Hockey Guys headquarters. Uh, I'm currently at the office right now in the uh, recording studio. Just finished wrapping up with uh, the other Hockey Guy podcast, uh, doing a little uh, Florida recap. And then now I'm, uh, I'm on our podcast, the, uh, the funnier one. <laughs> and uh we're uh yeah we're just hanging out the boys are doing some editing and stuff like that it's always good seeing them and uh but yeah recording from thg hq oh yeah nice and jordan you're still in uh in providence i am back in providence yeah we were in new hampshire the last three or four days so we just got back last night so I saw that you you uh, took a visit to Fenway Pack. Was that we went was that to your Fenway, first time there? First time there, we went to Fenway Pack. Uh, we saw the Sox. Yeah. Um, we actually did a lot. We went hiking. We went to Rhode, uh, Newport, Rhode Island. What else? Tons of shit. We went and visited a mansion. We <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of shit. He says we did a lot, and then he names two things. <laughs> I forget. I know. I'm really bad for that too. I knew I'm I was so bad for that. But uh, Fenway was sick. Was that your first yeah, hey, game? Doesn't it look like it's uh, like when you're walking around the outside, it looks like it's huge. And then once you go inside, it seems super small. Yeah. That's it, what I felt like when I first went in there too. Yeah. But, Is that uh, your first MLB game, Marty? First MLB game, yeah. We uh, just bought like standing room tickets and like yeah. the Sam, Sam Adams deck. Oh, yeah. But obviously, there wasn't too many people there on a Monday, so we got like those nice, like I don't know what you saw from my snaps. Obviously, oh yeah, that like yeah. nice table right on the deck there, right in the outfield. It was like really good. That's sick. Decent. honestly huh? like going to a baseball game. There's really no bad seats to watch a ball game. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I feel like because like depending on what you, I mean, no one really like. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's no bad seats because you can't see the ball if it's a striker ball anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. Like, yeah. like the coolest seat would probably be right behind home plate. Yeah. Like if you really yeah. want to like watch the pitcher do his work and or whatever. Like. But then it's hard to see like the outfielders, I guess, do their yeah. thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's no real uh, bad spots. Last Jays game I was at, I sat 
uh, three rows up, like right behind the dugout. And that's a cool seat because you could see like the the distances that they actually have to throw, like close up, like it's friggin' far, right? And then I've mm-hmm. also sat up in like the 500s right above home plate. And that's kind of cool because you could see like the changes like of the ball when they like, like the curve and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool mm. to see too. Well, yeah, I mean, it's different. I think baseball games are good for the atmosphere. I don't really care about the game that much, but more the atmosphere. Yeah. It's a social thing. Social. Um, did you guys see, I wanted to bring this up cause I thought it was hilarious. First of all, there's a Canadian that won the Canadian open in the golf this weekend for the first oh, yeah. time in 65 in- years. Insane. That putt insane yeah so i guess he was in a four-hole playoff and he made a 72 or 74 foot putt for eagle to win on the fourth playoff hole so obviously uh he was he's canadian he's from like bc somewhere and he won the canadian open which is a big deal but then uh there's probably like five or six canadians in the field that were staying around after the round to congratulate him if he won and cheering him on so when he made that putt, one of the Canadian golfers, Adam Hadwin, ran onto the green with a bottle of champagne and tried to spray him. Yeah, and one of the yeah. security guards just linebacker NFL style pancaked him onto the green. Oh yeah, so oh, that yeah. was viral. But I saw I saw a tweet after that. Uh, the champagne bottle that he was holding is going in the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame. The president of the too. Hall of Fame tweeted that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Really? Yeah, because it was like obviously like a, an insane. An insane putt, insane win, and then just like a crazy moment to follow that up. Yeah. So that That's champagne bottle is going in the Hall of Fame, which is kind of hilarious. That's got to be one of the craziest finishes to a golf tournament that has ever happened. Like a 70-plus foot putt made by for Eagle to win Yeah, like, in a playoff. I, I, like, Tav, you're a big golf guy. Like, have you ever seen that? No. Like, like that the, fashion? The percentage the percentage of him making that putt would have been like less than 5%. You oh could hit, yeah. You could hit sure. that putt a hundred times and not make it more than twice. And then to have that happen. And uh, I think the guy that his name's Nick Taylor, he, he was like over par. He was like in 120th place after the first day. And then he battled his way back and, and won in the, in the playoff. But I mean, pretty cool for a Canadian, finally some good Canadian sports news. There hasn't really been any, Canadian sports news like that for a while, so it's good yeah, to see. Yeah, and then uh, I, I can't remember his name, but a Canadian just won the uh, NBA championship. Oh, uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, yeah, that pretty guy. sure it's his name. <laughs> he's from uh, it's from Toronto, I think. Johnny, you know him? I think he's from Kitchener. Oh, okay, so Toronto, basically the metro area. Is that what pretty, you guys call it? Pretty like far from Toronto. Town. Well, so is Hamilton. Yeah, but I, you got to say you got to say Toronto to Americans because they're not going to know, right? You know what I'm saying? Cool. Like yeah, you, you I, basically, you almost have to say Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> half the time I honestly shouldn't. People would maybe understand. And you're from the but, nation's capital. I remember yeah. explaining to someone where you were from, and I, I said Ottawa, Ontario, and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, and it. This probably sounded so condescending, but I was like, okay, you know how Washington, D.C. is your capital? They're like, yeah. I was like, well, Ottawa is our capital. <laughs> yeah, I've done that so many times before, too. And people just look at me like, 
Okay. <laughs> such an, so, such an asshole thing to say, but it's like, I didn't know how else to say that. Well, it's like, what do you, like, what do you want? Like, that's like, if yeah. you just don't, it's not my fault. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Which like, you think someone would like Ottawa, like it is the country's capital. Like it's not, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's just us. What do we know? Yeah, exactly. What do we know? Apparently nothing. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I did in elementary school. Did we have to learn American geography or was it just yeah. Canadian? I don't remember learning any of it. I, I did. We learned world geography in elementary school. World geography. Hmm. Yeah. You learn like other countries, capitals and stuff like that. Oh, that part. Yeah. But I don't think you don't learn like U.S. geography, right? Like you don't learn the states and stuff, all of them. No, like you don't learn where like Louisville, Kentucky is, but like it's not hard right. to figure that one out, right? Yeah, you just get a map and point to it. <laughs> yeah. Louisville. What's like, uh, you know what surprises me though is the amount of uh, Americans that live close to the border in Canada that still don't know what like is right above them basically. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, again, another moment. I think this is when we were at school. Uh, someone was saying, they're like, oh, I've been to Canada. And I'm like, oh, like where? <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, you know, you know what province? Like, wh- where were you? They're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Cause like when I drive through the States and I enter a new state, there's a big friggin' sign that says what state I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure there, there had to have been one on the road. Like you must've just blinked or something. I don't know, but. Must've just missed it. Yeah. But that, that isn't that weird going somewhere and not knowing where you are and then, and then like leaving that destination. <laughs> well, I just think at very at very least, like a bare minimum, I knew that growing up in Ontario, that if I drove into the states, I was going into New York State because that's oh, yeah. that borders where I'm from. Yeah, like yeah. Buffalo. Like, like you if you I mean? go on vacation to like Florida, like you know that you're going to the state of Florida. Yeah, and may- maybe like the city that you're staying in. <laughs> Part of me gets it because a lot of yeah. Americans don't go to Canada on vacation and I don't blame them. Cause there's not that, like there's not the vacation spots that there is in, yeah. in the U S obviously. To, uh, uh, in Regina, Saskatchewan. Maybe? Yeah. Oh yeah. We stayed at the travel lodge in, uh, <laughs> Fort Francis, Ontario. <laughs> Shout out to Rosser. <laughs> yeah. Rosser's going to like that. Shout out is to he, who? Is he, is he a listener? Oh yeah. I don't Maybe, probably not. No, hey, we'll send, we'll send up, we'll send them the clip. We'll send them yeah, the clip. Yeah. Get them the clip. But uh, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. But anyways, um, yeah. I forgot another really cool, interesting thing. That actually, I was a part okay. of. Uh, go for it. Uh, there was this thing called Bike Week here, or in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and it was like people from like all over the country drive up for this thing. And there it's was like, like, is it motorcycles or yeah, bicycles? Yeah, like Harleys. Okay. And there was like well over like 2,000 bikes there. Tons of bikes from like Quebec, Ontario. Like it's huge. Mm-hmm. And it was just wild seeing that many bikes, obviously. Did you catch a well, ride on one on someone's back? I did want to go on <laughs> Nat's brother's bike, but I didn't do it. Yeah. It's scary. I've never been on a motorcycle, yeah. I've never been I've on been a motorcycle, on... just a dirt bike. 
my my uncle has one. He's got a Harley, and I went on the on the back, and like, you're freaking. I didn't really want to put my arms around him, so I like put him on the side. It's scary. Like we didn't go on the highway or anything. Like I said, I didn't want to do that. But yeah. uh, even just going down where like the speed limit's like eighty kilometers an hour or, or sixty, whatever. Like it's freaking scary. And then like you're going around a bend, and it's yeah. just, like if you if you fall, you're done. And you yeah. have to like if you're a passenger, you have to like lean a uh, lean a little bit with the driver, like not yeah, too much, but like yeah, it's just like oh my god, like I yeah, scary, scary stuff. And people in this people in the states on motorcycles are nuts too because they go no bucket. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And they don't they have to wear those, a helmet on a motorcycle. Rip those things too, man. It was no wild. no no rules. And the other thing too no, is no like, tarps, no no ha- helmets. You kind of look like a little bitch on the back too. Like, like I remember at a stop, like we were at a stoplight and I was like, if I see someone I know next to me, like you just suck at him. It's my, it's my uncle. Yeah. Just go for like, a rip. Not, yeah. Yeah. Going to the convenience store. You <laughs> need anything? Yeah. Yeah. No, not a cool look being on the back of those things. That's true. Would you rather be on the back of one or in a in the sidecar of one, which is the bigger like loser oh, move? God. I'd rather be on the back. <laughs> that's that, I think yeah. I, I'm gonna have I think to say I'd back. rather be on the back too. Like unless I, I got this, like a unless I got like a, like a be... yeah. Like unless I got a turret machine gun, I don't want to be in the sidecar. Yeah, Just that's go, honestly going like to war. Speaking of uh, speaking of like embarrassing things, it's like I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but. Especially when I was like younger, I would take my mom's minivan for like rides if I needed to go somewhere. And if you saw someone you know driving your mom's like caravan or whatever, like yeah. your, your oh, parents' yeah. car, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I would, you know, yeah. I will say with minivans, whoever like there was always a guy in junior that had a minivan wherever we were. Oh yeah, and those were the best for pilot and the boys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We have remember we Macker that too. Yeah, Macker, oh, yeah. Had, Macker had a Grand Caravan in college. Oh yeah, yeah. True. The Van, the, the Van Bergini. Yeah, <laughs> I remember and the back I window to, got shattered. Yeah, I I remember because uh, that was before we went to um, Arizona, and I yeah. was going to get a hair, I was going to get a haircut, and I was taking his car. Oh yeah, it was like. It was like 8 a.m. and I I get in the car, I shut the door, and I hear like some glass trickle. And I'm like, the fuck was that? Turn around, whole back windshield smashed in, and I go back and it's like all over the back of his car. I'm like, oh my God. I go in, I'm like, Macker? He's like, <laughs> Yeah, bud. I'm like, uh there's something wrong with your car. <laughs> you got no like, back you gotta- window, buddy. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, I was like, your back window smashed in. You might want to come look at it. He just sprints downstairs. Nothing was taken, though. It was the weirdest thing. Like, all his, like, electronics, like his phone charger, all that stuff. Even, like, the little change. Like, it was all still in there. So, someone was just, that, like, remember this that. One of the, another one of those scenarios where you call the owner of the car and say, hey, was your window or your center console always broken? And then that you actually did it by accident? Or is this, like, a legit, you didn't do it? That was like a legit, like didn't take a crowbar and smash in his back window. Okay, just right. making sure. Wasn't yeah, sure if he pissed was, you off or something. That that was crazy though, and 
uh, yeah, just yeah, someone just wanted to give him the biggest inconvenience of all time. That is yeah. a very, very major inconvenience, I would say. Like, yeah. now you just got to deal with that. And it was close to yeah. us leaving, obviously. So it's like... Yeah, I remember the guy brutal. that he hired to come fix it. They fixed it in the backyard of our college house. Remember that guy with the van that just came with a pane of glass and put it in yeah. the back? Yeah. That was funny. He was so... Hey, in the back of the, like, it's funny now, but he was so, like, just, like, defeated that that happened. Like yeah, I remember. I remember it happened, Johnny. So I think you took my car wherever you were going, right? Probably. No, I, I took DJ's. Okay, but you came in and told us what happened to, to Macker's car, and we all went out to look, and then we went to see, like, talk to him about it. And he's just, we walk into your house, and he's just sitting on the couch with his like head propped back on the couch, looking at the ceiling, just staring there. <laughs> yeah. and we're like, hey, we're like, hey, yeah. Macker, what's up? He's like, oh, not much, just. Car is broken. Yeah, like just sad, like sad. Yeah. Well, I'd be, I'd be sad, sad guy. Too. And hey, speaking of our student house, that's where we're staying this weekend. Good transition, Johnny, buddy. Very good. Props yeah. on that one. Good job. Yeah, you've been you you actually uh, you're learning now that you're in the HQ. You just brought you're just full full go mode now. Yeah, I just Look brought at you my got energy game. today. You're contributing to conversations. Maybe, maybe you should just stay in Minnesota. Well, maybe it was the the 38 coffees I had today. Oh, is that did your you number? What, today? what else do you do at the airport, right? Fair did enough. Do you have yeah. any good uh, airplane stories for us? Uh oh. Um, the first one that pops into mind is. When I going to Fort Lauderdale last week, we landed and I was, I was like on the wing. So obviously I'm still in my seat. People are getting up. You, you guys know the drill. You, you yeah. leave, you don't, don't even bother standing up. There's obviously going to be a few people here and there that are quick to their feet. Yeah, but they want uh, that gold medal. this lady comes from like, all the way back at the plane and is standing like maybe two rows in front of me with her stuff, like just eager to go, like pushed her way through. There's a flight attendant, like a couple feet away. And she looks at him and goes, how many exits are on this plane? And the guy's like eight because of all the emergency exits. Right. Yeah. And she goes, so why are we only getting off of that one? <laughs> like like where that tunnel attaches to the plane yeah 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 and we're all looking at each other we're like first time yeah like holy, seriously are you kidding me lady we're, this like, is obviously your first time flying because you just broke the cardinal sin of going up the aisle when everyone's waiting and now you're asking dumbass question like this are you kidding oh man i'm surprised you're not sneezing on people on your way up like it was crazy i couldn't believe it like That's and she's wild. like it's She's like, this lady was probably like in her fifties. Like he, what I'm trying to say is mature enough to never, ever ask that question. <laughs> like most likely been on an airplane before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh like my God. most likely not a first timer. So that blew my mind. And then, uh, it was actually sick too, because there was like some seating mishaps, I guess when I got there. So, uh, it was, uh, rows of, uh, uh, three seats on each side and uh i had no one in my in my aisle so it was sick i, I was just sprawled out 
So it was a very mm-hmm. comfortable flight. And then same actually on the way here, our, the flight from Toronto to Minneapolis was pretty empty. So I had the whole road to myself. And um, yeah, it was nice. And then uh, trying to think if there was another one. Uh, there, I did see a couple bare feet. Didn't like that. Never. Um, quite quite honestly disgusted in that. And then, uh, oh, uh, this didn't happen in front of me, but I saw it happen. Um, maybe 10 minutes after taking off, someone went full recline. You don't do that. You don't. You don't do that on a flight that's less than two hours. Really? Like, that's just that is just bad etiquette. It was. It was my flight from uh, from New York to Toronto. Don't do that. Oh, mm, actually, that's like a thirty-five minute <laughs> flight. So I understand that. That's not a long yeah, flight like, at all. Like, do you, and if you're gonna nap, like I'm sure you could just do it like in the regular uh, position <laughs> of the seat. Like you don't need to like hammer someone's kneecap. It's, yeah, especially like that quick, like just immediately after takeoff. Fuck, like you don't, right. you know what I mean? And then, well, so I had a three hour uh, layover in New York, and uh, I'm sitting in uh, like by the gate, and they. It, it wasn't like I wasn't in the seat area. There was like this big, uh, like uh, leather bench. It was like a big circle, and you just sit all the way around it. But there's like plugs under it every so often. Mm-hmm. And I guess I had one by my feet. Not a very packed area. Okay. And I have my headphones in. I'm listening to music, and I'm just like scrolling like mindlessly on my phone. And I, I feel like something on my leg. And I look down and there's a, there's a lady crawling around my feet. Like, you know what it was like, you know, when there's like a, like you go to someone's house and they have a small dog and it's kind of just like going around your feet and you're just hoping you don't step on it. Yeah. That's what I was going through in LaGuardia. Like this lady was like literally on her hands and knees crawling around my feet, looking for a plug. So I take my headphone out. I'm like, um, are you looking for something? Like I thought she, I thought she, I thought she dropped something like maybe like an earring or like whatever that could yeah. have possibly rolled by my foot. Cause I was good. Like just going to help her look for it. Yeah. She just goes, no, looking for a plug. And I'm like looking around <laughs> and I see like a thousand empty seats at the gates. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Don't, no, don't uh, mind me. Yeah. The, the the ten over there that are not by my feet, th- uh, must be broken. I don't know. Forget about them. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. Yeah. Oh man, like that was crazy. Like literally on her hands and knees, head hit my shin. Like weird. That's insane. And I look and I look up, and it was funny because this guy that was sitting across from me looks at me. He's like, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I think God. we should go. We should go to one of these airlines, and I think as like a hockey guy's brand deal, we should do like a commercial shoot that they play on the TVs before the flights, <laughs> like the safety demonstrations. Yeah, but it should yeah. be like it should be like Johnny and like and us all all three of us like doing different actions. Like, hey, when your flight's less than two hours long, you don't need to recline your seat. You don't do that. Yeah, and guess what? Yeah. Your shoes. They can stay, stay on. on. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you like are traveling, a... yeah, if you are traveling with flip-flops, wear socks. Yeah. Or just 
or just keep the flip flops on. Like I, that's the yeah. part where I I think there's a gray area. I guess it's fine to travel in flip flops. I get it, but like if you're gonna travel in flip flops, just make sure they stay on your feet and don't put your feet all over the the nice, comfortable c- cushions on the chairs of an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, come on. yeah we we need to make we're we're gonna partner with an airport. We mm-hmm. it can be in Toronto, New York, Chicago, whatever. Make it like a busy one. And we're going to make yeah, a video really of do's and don'ts of airport etiquette slash mm-hmm. flight etiquette. And yeah. our faces are going to be all over the airport billboards and, and played on every plane that has TVs. Yeah. And I, if you like get it. caught breaking the rules, then the Department of Homeland Security is going to come out of nowhere and just take you and you're never going to be heard from again. <laughs> yeah. No, that flight marshal, there's going to be a flight marshal on every plane. Mm-hmm. And... If they see you, I don't know. Um, if they see you picking your toenails and throwing your extra toenails yeah. on the ground, they're going to open the emergency hatch mid-plane ride and then just unbuckle your seatbelt. Yeah, and then you're just going to be you're just going to be kind of eliminated from the plane. Yeah, and then I guess when you're in the air, you find out if you have a parachute on that seat or not. <laughs> <laughs> you got an eject eject seat button. The the air marshal yeah. has all these eject seat buttons for every plane, and he just looks around. He's like, "Okay, twelve uh, yeah. F." <laughs> Drops right down. I've it's got like, a... it's like that scene in Austin Powers where they go right down to like that boiler room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got an insane uh, story for traveling this week too, actually. Uh, so I'm out in BC, obviously, and I've been driving my brother's car oh, that yeah. he had here when he lived here. And it's a 2003 oh, yeah. Mazda Protégé. So it's a tiny, tiny little car. And anyways, so I was going to see my billet parents on Thursday uh, in Nanaimo, which is 45 minutes away, but I had to take the highway to get there. Okay, so sorry. I hop on the highway, start driving. Uh, everything's fine. It's a little squeal coming out of the engine, but that's nothing new. So I just keep going. And then I'm, I'm cooking on the highway, probably 120, 110, 120. And uh, I see the heat gauge on the dash is all the way at hot. And I'm like, oh, oh that's kind of weird. Oh. But I'm <laughs> like, that's kind of like, that's kind of weird, but I don't see any smoke coming out. So I think it's fine. So anyways, I keep going like another couple kilometers and then the battery engine light comes on. I'm like, all right, well never seen this before but i guess i'll just kind of keep plunging away and nothing seems wrong with the car yet <laughs> anyway so I'm, go- left. <laughs> I'm going up this hill and then there's like a down slope after the hill so i'm going up the hill uh, i'm like i can hear the engine kind of like making like revving noises and yeah. this lady pulls beside me and she starts pointing at my engine and she's like smoking smoking she's doing like the cigarette smoking thing really Oh shit! So you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I've got my own. Thanks. <laughs> Only if you got them. Only yeah. if you got them. Uh, so I'm like, I, I'm like, shit. So I get to the top of this hill, and there's like this big downhill anyway. So I, I'm like, wondering what's going on. I'm looking for somewhere to pull off. There's only a tiny little shoulder on this highway, but I can see that there's like a turn off at the end. Uh, so I'm just kind of coasting down the hill. And now I start seeing the engine come out of my engine or the smoke come out of my engine block and all the lights on my dash start flashing. And then all the gauges start going like this. Oh my the God. Car, the car completely stalls out. So I'm just like coasting now and I have no power steering on the highway. So I have to like really turn the, so I start to slow down. I finally get to this turnoff. I crank the wheel. I get it into this, where there's this farmer's field 
and there's like a little logging truck road right beside me. So I'm sitting on the side of this road. I open up the engine. The coolant has blown like blown off. There's coolant leaking everywhere. The engine's overheating. There's smoke coming out everywhere. So I'm like, shit, what happened? <laughs> so I'm like, I see this. I look at the engine. What, and what I could see this, this be? Little, yeah, there was no warning signs. <laughs> I, I know. So I see this little hose that's come off the radiator, which is what keeps the engine cool. So I'm like, oh, this must have just fallen off the engine overheated. So I just put it back on. I'm like, okay. Start the car up. It starts fine. So I'm like, hmm. All right. Well, it seems like I'm all ready to go. I go to I go to put the car in gear and then everything shuts down again. I'm like, oh shit. So I'm like, well, the battery must have just died. I must need to re- like get a jump start. So I go over to this logging yard where there's this two receptionists and a lady who's the boss apparently, and she was the rudest lady I've ever come into contact with. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm of broken course. down. So she drove by me while I was trying to fix whatever was going on. I saw her drive by me, didn't offer to help, didn't ask what's wrong, anything. She just drove by me, pulled into her thing. So I walk over there. I go to the two like rece- receptionists. I'm like, hey, uh, just my car is broken down. I think I just need a jump start. Is there any way one of you guys has jumper cables and is able to give me help for like a couple minutes? They're both like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, I don't personally have any, but this guy outside, he has them and he'll probably be able to help you out. No sooner I turn around, boss lady stand there. What do you want? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to get a jump start. My car's broken down. She goes, well, you know, I pay every single one of these people by the hour to work for me. And so they would be leaving that job to help you. So I don't really know. That's exactly what she said. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Like maybe you have jumper cables in your truck. I could maybe get you to help me. She's like, I don't have time for that. I got to go do deliveries. I'm like, all right, cool. So she leaves. And then this, the one guy that was working there, he's like, I'll help you out. I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, you should have turned around and be like, oh, one last question. You ever heard of fucking off? Yeah. Like yeah. I was just like, holy shit. Anyways. Um, That's crazy. The guy helps me out. Jump starts a car. Doesn't work. Anyways, the car's stranded. So. Jenna's dad comes and picks me up. We take the battery out to go get it charged at the shop. It gets charged. We put it back in. We think we know what's wrong with it. I think I bought a new alternator for the car, which is what charges the battery while the car is running. So I <laughs> bought one. I had it in the passenger seat. And, Holy <laughs> and I put the battery in. Car starts up fine. I take off because I'm apparently you're supposed to be able to drive for like half an hour on a good on a uh, fully charged battery without any problems. So I get back on the highway, turn around, and I start heading back towards Jenna's house. I'm on the highway again. Stall. Right as I'm getting to where I need to turn off. So I'm in the turning lane with the highway coming this way. I have to go across the highway, completely stalled out on the like on the highway. So my car's just sitting there. I'm in the driver's seat, just like <sighs> So the, I'm at a light, thank God. So the light turns green. I get the advanced green. I hop out of my car, Jenna's dad's out of his truck behind me and we push the car across the highway into the parking lot and oh, then we just leave it God. there. So then we spent the next couple hours putting a new uh, belt on the engine that's apparently we didn't know it needed a belt for that place or we didn't notice it was missing and then the car runs good as new. Holy shit. That is talk about an inconvenience. Talk yeah. about a day. That took <laughs> yeah that was I, I left this happened at 9 30 in the morning and I didn't uh, get the car back home until six. 
That's so you, crazy. So you didn't even get to see your billets? No. I saw them on Sunday, though. I, I went down there on Sunday. Oh, okay. At oh, least you got to see them. Took a different car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not risking that one again. But, like, the moral of the story is, like, the mo- the thing that pissed me off the most about that whole day was how that lady just completely disregarded it. Like, oh. I was just like, are you – is your 100%. day that bad? 100%. Oh, actually, speaking of rude people, that reminds me. My flight from Lauderdale to New York, I'm sitting beside this – they're not an elderly – I would say middle-aged couple, like 50s, 60s, whatever. And uh, I'm in the middle. His wife's on the aisle beside me, and he's on the aisle in the next row, right? Mm-hmm. And the two seats next to him are empty, and these this other couple comes on, and they're sitting beside him. And the mm-hmm. wife gets in there first. And the husband is like putting the luggage above. Yeah. And and so this guy sits right back down. And then the husband looks at him and goes, Oh, like I'm I'm beside you. He literally looks him dead in the eye and goes, Why didn't you say anything before I sat back down? <laughs> it's just like Whoa. Where where do you think he was going? <laughs> like, where are you like where do you get off saying that? Yeah. Like that is just like, and then like he's looking at his wife and going like this, like, like rolling his eyes. Yeah, here we go. And then he <laughs> he, he was kind of like, he was kind of like uh, rude to his wife a little bit because when we landed, uh, the the flight guys like or the pilots like announcing that we're gonna land, and she's like, "Sweetie, like put your put your iPad away." He's on his iPad the whole flight, like watching something, <laughs> and he looks at her. He's like, "I'm not done yet." <laughs> And it was like, this guy's like a, this guy was probably the worst six-year-old of all time when he was a kid. Like, just brutal. Not so, done yet. So crazy. So oh crazy. God. It was I like, just, it's like one of those things that make you feel uncomfortable, like even being around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some people out there that just don't get it. Speaking of Fort Lauderdale, Johnny, you never really filled us in on how, how that all was and how it went down. It seemed like you guys had a good time. Yeah, no, it was great. Obviously, like sick location. Um, the only the only knock I'll ever have on Fort Lauderdale is uh, the drive from the beat, like where we are and where everyone stays to the rink. It's a little bit of a hike. Um, it's about it's about a 30, 25, 30 minute car ride. And like you can depending on the time, you could battle traffic. That's the only knock I, I have other than that. Hey? Yeah, like we, yeah, like we've all been there. Like sick, or, sick rink, everything like that. It's just not near anything. Yeah, right? yeah, um, that was the problem I, that they've always had, though. Yeah, and it's a hike from all the fun places, basically. Yeah, so that's the only I issue. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh no, but I was gonna say other than that, it was sick. Like where we were, we stayed at a great hotel on the beach there, and. uh uh, obviously, uh, the elbow room, we were there pretty much every night and, uh, it was just always bumping with people that were there for the same reasons as us, like all the, all the, all the TV personalities, all the media, everyone was there and, uh, made some great connections and met some really cool people. So it was a really fun trip. I was meeting, uh, that cat stickler person. Oh, she's the coolest. She's the absolute coolest person. Make some Who pretty funny girl? videos. She's uh she's an influencer on uh, TikTok and Instagram. And, no, I know. Uh, I, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like 
where like I saw that she has a ton and ton of followers. Like I just don't like is she from something or is she just like an like a no, pure influencer? Straight TikTok, I think. Like, yeah, straight TikTok and like her thing is like comedy. So like she like okay. comes up with skits and stuff like that that she does. Right. Uh, whether it's about like relationships um, or like breakups, like stuff like that, right? But she's actually really funny. And meeting her in person, like she took the time to like film with us, do some content with us, and we did stuff for her page too. And um, no, she was she was really great. We hung out with her a little bit, um, and there was a bunch of other people who were doing the same stuff in that suite. So that was pretty cool. Um, but I think my highlight was. Uh, we were filming an interview with uh, Mikey Grinelli from Spit and Chicklets, and this this guy walks out in this in this like full Adidas tracksuit, right? And we're kind of looking at him, and I I recognized him. I didn't remember his first name, but I recognized him right away. And Frizz kind of nudged me, and he's like, "Who who is this guy?" And I'm like, "That's Wayne Gretzky's son. Looks exactly like his dad did, like tall, skinny kind of thing." Trevor. Like how- I think it was, yeah. And he's, it was funny because he was talking to Grinelli about how uh, Biz keeps bugging him to golf with his brother in law <laughs> and wow. stuff like that. He wants to go with Dustin. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I don't know if I could take him out there, but whatever. And then he uh, kind of looked over his shoulder and he goes, Oh shit, my dad's coming. And sure enough, Wayne friggin' Gretzky walking down the hallway with security. He was probably going up back to the panel or something like that. Yeah. But just, and like, he was nice enough to like, Hey boys, and then keep walking. But like, I was just like in awe. Like it was, it was crazy. And uh, I was telling the guys earlier, I was just saying like, I have a, I have a funny story. Cause as you guys know, I played junior in Brantford, Ontario, where Wayne is from. And uh, I, I got you probably could have you probably could have talked his ear off for a little while, eh? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to like... tell him a cool story about his dad, like because I'm sure he would <laughs> like love hearing that he passed away a couple years ago, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this, I, I think I don't know if I've told this story on the pod. It was uh, when I was playing there, and Walter, for the people that don't know, Wayne Gretzky's dad. He is a huge part of the Brantford community. Obviously, he's very famous uh, in the hockey world as well. And um, what he did, he had his own parking spot at the arena, and he would go around and just talk to people. And even if he would meet random people on the street, he would invite them back to his house and show them all of Wayne's stuff, like growing up, like random people, open up his home to them, great guy. And he would go around the rink and collect pucks that would go over the glass and just put them in his pocket and take them back to his garage. He had thousands of pucks there and golf balls too. He had a lot of golf balls. And uh, so this, the story I have when I met him is I'm walking out of the tunnel to go to the, uh, to go to practice and I'm in full gear and he's just standing in the hallway. And I look at him and I introduce myself and I'm like, can I give you a hug? So I was eight, I was 18 years old. And I give Walter Gretzky a hug and I'm like, I'm like such a pleasure meeting you. I'm like, you should be in the hall of fame behind glass. And he, and he kind of laughed and he's like, Oh, it was nice meeting you. And then kind of walked away, blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, <laughs> that, that was one of the coolest, coolest things. Like in my hockey career was meeting Walter Gretzky. That is cool. Do you think it's weird? Do you think he thought it was weird that you asked him for a hug or is that like a common thing that people do? 
I don't know, man. He's just the he was the sweet <laughs> the sweetest guy. So like, I just I just no, had yeah. to. There's stories you know. about him being like the most like giving. Uh, like he gave back so much to that area. Like he would. Yeah. The stories of him going to like the tournaments that they would help run, and he would be there from eight a.m. till eight p.m. just talking to people and making sure people All had day. what they need. Yeah. All so. day. There's there's a great story about him. Um, back in 1987 the uh, World Cup of Hockey was in Hamilton, Ontario. So Team Canada was like Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, uh, Dale Howardchuk, all those guys, right? And they they were the, – the Russian team was obviously in town, and he invited all the Russian players to back to his house in Brantford for dinner. Really? Damn. How funny is that? Yeah. And then there's like – Wayne was telling stories like where – Walter would come up to him with like a, a few pucks and just be like, uh, Hey Wayne, like you're signing these. I got to give them to some kids. You know what I mean? That's cool. Wayne, yeah. You know what? And it's like, he's making his kid. Obviously Wayne's a great guy too, that he would do that. No problem. But it's just funny. He's like, he's, he's not asking him. He's telling him, he's like, you're signing these pucks. I'm giving them to some kids. No, yeah. you're still doing it. You're still listening to me. I'm your dad. Yeah. Actually, and actually, speaking of Wayne Gretzky too, I saw a uh, a post on Instagram. His jersey, the last NHL jersey that he wore in his last game, oh yeah, in New York, just mm-hmm. sold for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, at, at that's auction. a little bit crazy, eh? And the starting bid was fifty grand, and it worked its way up. Isn't that nuts? That's it's almost cool. like Mike Davis's jersey. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Davis's last last warm up jersey went for ten grand. The Birmingham Bulls auction. Oh yeah. Um, I saw that uh, you you also got uh, refamiliarized with uh, shirts off on some TikToks there, Johnny. How was that? <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I wanted okay. The one on the beach. Well, the one on there the beach two. is like there was two. No, no, no. The one on the beach is like it's the beach, so you're probably allowed to have your shirt off, you know. Yeah. So the one we, there was two. There was the one where I was like we were working out at the hotel, and yeah, I just that one. Was, that was the one I'm talking. I about. I didn't know that we were filming, and I had my shirt. It was just us in the gym. I just had my shirt off. It was we were outside. It was hot. Whatever. We just got back from a run, working out with my shirt off. I didn't know we were filming. Blah blah blah, that's how that happened. The one on the beach, everyone had their shirt on. If you had their shirts on, yeah, in that video, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went to put my shirt back on, and Frizz said no. Yeah, that that also also makes a lot of sense. And so that's how how that. How far did you run with the boys that day? I think we did three miles. And? How long did it? How long were they? Ta- how long did it take you guys? Oh, I don't. Just I so can't I can get, just so I can get an idea of like roughly what times they're running these things, because I have no idea. I'm scared to ask I them. Think, I think we were doing somewhere between eight and nine minute miles. Okay, but pretty quick. I, then I was, I was, you know, not to sound, uh, not to toot my own horn here, but I was leading the pack. I was at the front. Yeah, good. So you're good to do the marathon then? Uh, no. Because I wanted to die after, so <laughs> I just gave it all. Four boy for three miles. There you go. That's, you... that's the type of guy you are, though. Still got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You got if it. I'm doing something. It's a hundred percent. 
You're yeah. kind of like uh, one of the guys on our freshman year team that would uh, we would do eleven four hundred meter sprints, <laughs> and he he would sit out the first nine of them and then win the last two. Yeah. <laughs> Who did that? I'm not going to name drop any names here. Yeah. Do I know him? Uh, no, no. It was from our freshman year. You don't know him, but he, uh, Johnny. Okay, so he would we would go to the track at five thirty a.m. warm up. We would do these sprints, and so for the first eight or nine of them, he would go into the gym in the in Westman, bring out a stationary bike, and bike like at a moderate pace while we were sprinting. Oh, I know then, exactly who this is. <laughs> and then we would get to t- one or two left, and then he'd be like, "Oh, I might as well try one," and then smoke all of us. And like, wait, like so how, how, am I, how, how am I like that guy? I didn't sit out. <laughs> well, you're sitting out of the marathon is what I'm saying. I guess it's a little different, but that was just the it's, analogy. It's different I, I because made. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't go <laughs> in. He's when, I didn't go in when everyone was tired. You're we passed. started running. Well, yeah, led, because they all, the they, pack. They, they all are running at their marathon training pace, not at whatever pace they, they want like you. The Johnny yeah, but pace. they could they could have passed me. Cuddy was in the back. Cuddy's not running it either. Yeah, I know, but he was dying. Couldn't keep up. <laughs> oh, He's just I'm trying just to saying, take credit. Hey, yeah, I'm just saying. I was surprised in myself that we were doing good, and I didn't I didn't fall off. Your hockey legs weren't injured or anything after. No, good legs. Been working out. That's good. How a boy. Yeah, we you, and you also you noticed. I also noticed that you learned how Instagram worked again over the weekend. <laughs> finally, yeah, it's uh, time You've to been be dormant. In, time <laughs> and you made a TikTok, man. You, time I to think be, you. It's time I don't know to be if you an influencer out, again. I don't know yeah. if you figured out how Instagram worked or if you got it confused with Snap Stories. You did. I, my my job this weekend was posting stories on your own page? on your own account. <laughs> yeah. Who gave you that job? Lawson. He said post on your own. Yep. Damn. That's an easy job. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. I think I did well. No, you did. It was just yeah, funny you caught to our s- attention. So it's funny good. to see you uh funny to see you just like spark well, you, it back up. You guys know how it is. Like it's a little tougher to do that during the season. <laughs> No, I know I didn't, but you didn't post a single thing all season, like not even the like hockey picture or anything. I never really post hockey pictures, though. No, you do. You just don't post hockey pictures when you're wearing a cage. That was your rule in college. Yeah, but now I you don't wear one. one I posted one all five years of junior. Didn't post one in school, and then <laughs> I have you just one. Ghost <laughs> I went one this year. But it's like in it's not like a first pick or anything. Oh. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, no, back to back to being an influencer again, I guess. Not a boy. You guys are gonna you guys will be hopping on that train this week too. So Yeah, I'm worry. sure we'll we'll both be Don't worry active. about it. No, we just had to give you a hard time for the tarps off stuff. That was Oh no, I, I know. Don't worry. I had that, like I, I had said, boys down. I know how it looks. No, it doesn't I mean the the beach one was the one I understood. It was the gym one that I was. I thought that you did that on purpose. No, that was, but I, I like honestly that, didn't know. Now, what that you, now that you said uh, what happened, I was like, okay, makes sense. Yeah, 
Anyways, uh, you guys good or should we? I guess we should just say one more thing. Is the cup going to be handed out tonight, or is it going to is it going to go another game? I think it's going to be handed out tonight. I'm going to hope I don't look stupid tomorrow and say that it's not handed out today. I'm going to go with Marty. I I hope that it keeps going a little bit, but Florida looks super beat up. They do. And not, didn't they say I, Kachuk might be out for this game tonight too? Yeah, he might be. It's going to be game time, but it's uh, it's not the uh, that joke of a league, the NBA. So I think he'll be playing tonight. It's the cup finals. You can't set that up. I think he'll be playing, but I think it's just like he barely could play last game. He's not going to be the same, but maybe the two or three days though. He'll he'll play. I'm sure they're giving him uh, Jordan's secret stuff from space jam. And he'll, he'll be out there buzzing around. All right, so we'll see how that turns out next week. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing both of you guys this weekend and all the other guys too. And Hell, yeah. Having some yes, fun sir. back in our old stomping ground. So. And you'll be spending uh, a few days with me in Winnipeg. Yeah, I'll be going to Winnipeg with Marty for a few days after, so that'll be fun. And Very uh, nice. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we'll catch you up on what happens this weekend uh, next week. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Cheers. See you, folks. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.